friend, as promised now, the Blitzbocker. Tell you what, we're very excited, and I know you are very excited. I tried to find some of those messages that you had sent us um, uh, when we were all in celebration mood. And uh, Mike in East London, lucky you, I found yours. And it said, it is so sad that we SABC viewers did not see our Blitzbocker becoming world champs because it were, it is the most multiracial team in South Africa. And that's something worth celebrating. Well, you've lucked out this morning uh, because we do have uh, the captain and, of course, the coach in studio with us, Mama Kastu, also here. And uh, thanks so much for coming through and congratulations once again. Yeah, thank you very much. I think um, yeah, exceptional year for us. And um, us as a management is uh, immensely proud of the boys of the effort they put in over the whole season. And, uh, yeah, fantastic to return to South Africa as the um, World Series champions. Neil, it's been an extraordinary year for the team and for you in particular. Um, but I think we should also point out that as a coach, Neil Powell has won the World Championship this year. And in 2009, you won yeah. it as a player. You're the first person ever to do that. Yeah, it's again records. And, um, <laughs> but I don't think too, too yeah, worried about records and stuff. It's uh, all about what's best for the system. And uh, yeah, if you get a record or something along the line, then obviously it's a bonus. Yeah, but it's a, it's special. It's really special. And um, I think Philip was also part of that team uh, way back in 2009. He was still a youngster, I think 20 years old. <laughs> He's um, still a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> he has that baby face. I, I'm actually the, the coach Neil Powell back in the days now in the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, even a, a player like Carl Brown was part of that team in, in 2009. And that's where they started. I think it was their first season in the, in the seven setup. But five wins in, and and if, and Philip, you mentioned eight finals in a season. I mean, that's an extraordinary record this year. How did it suddenly all come around? You've been close for a number of years. Mm. I mean, I think you've had mm. second places like four in yeah, the last few years. Yeah. Um, but why did it suddenly come together this year, Philip? Yes, I think um, over the last couple of seasons we worked really hard. Um, we came up second either behind Fiji or New Zealand, so we were consistent. Um, but we always knew we wanted to go that that one step um, further. And I think at the beginning of this year we we had a, a good team meeting and we said, listen, this year will be the year of no excuses, and we want to go all the way, and we're not gonna gonna make a secret of it or anything, and we're gonna be honest with each other. Um, yeah, and we worked hard again, and I think everything just paid off this season. I think there's a combination. I think the management were fantastic. I think there was a good quite um, combining of, of X-Factor players, um, players with experience, um, players are doing the hard work. So yeah, I think overall just a very good season for us. But you also, it wasn't all easy because, I mean, during the season you lost a couple of those X-Factor players to 15s to Super Rugby. Yes, definitely. Um, we lost a guy like like Kwaja Smith, the guy like Sabellius and Hartline. I think um, they on 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 the top ten of of, of um, seventh players in the world now. Um, so yeah, it's difficult to lose um, players like that. Um, but then also we said at the beginning of the year we want to give um, new faces or new players the opportunity to show what they were because they in the next two or three years they're going to be the next superstars. And I think um, at one stage Sabellius and Kwaja was also just knocking on the door waiting for the opportunity. And two years later they are superstars. So I think the next generation of superstars um, might be knocking on the door now. Neil, you mentioned the, ne- the next generation and people mm. like Kyle, you mentioned, and, and Philip have been around for a while, but you do tend to, they are, there are situations where you bring players in and you do lose them to super rugby or to, to 15s rugby. Oh. you kind of a, 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 a development process for rugby players. Where do you, f- I mean, the, the, that whole uh, talent scouting process is quite a difficult one for you. 
Yeah, difficult and, and easy. I think um, we got two fortunate um, experienced guys that played on the circuit quite a lot uh, in Marius Kuman Paul Del Port. And they attend all these youth uh, competitions like the Crane Week and the Grand Coma Week to, to go scout for the for the next generation of Sevens players. So, uh, and then I think because we can bring through the guys through the system, we've got a good system in place where they go scout them, they put them in an academy, and then they coach them and the f- fundamentals of sevens are the basic principles of sevens so that when they get into our system, at least they, they know the basic principles and we can almost take them that one step further and, and get them more experienced uh, because of game time, but also coach them a little bit more advanced things than what they've been coached in the academy. And Neil, if you look at how consistently well you guys have performed over the years and talking about 15s rugby, what sort of you know, lessons do you think can be learned from you guys uh, by the guys trying to emulate what you are doing? Yeah, I think consistency for me personally is, is more a mental thing than anything else. And I think it's a mental state that you need to be in uh, before you start every single tournament. And it's it's easy when you maybe haven't done that well, but when you were successful the previous tournament uh, to to get yourself what we call back to zero again in a week's time is always going to be is always going to be difficult and a bit of a challenge. So uh, that's something that we um, spoke about the way back when I first started in 2013. We said uh, we actually had a look at a team like New Zealand and we saw that that they haven't won every single World Series title, uh, World Series tournament in a in a World Series, but they were consistent, consistently in a in a cup semi final or a cup final, uh, and then maybe win two of those, and that made them successful in the series. So we were trying to to hit that consistency mark for the last three years, and we eventually managed to get it right this season. Philip, there's a question. Sorry, Janet, yeah, from yeah. one of our listeners, as people who asked. Um, is it mandatory for uh, black players in the Blitzbocker to have dreadlocks? <laughs> uh, because it's like it's part of the selection package. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That is a kind of a secret. Um, I'm not allowed to say too much. But one thing that I can tell them um, in training session, all of the guys that, that have dreadlocks wearing red bibs, so we're not allowed to tackle them because they, those are the guys that need to score the points on game day. So we're not allowed to tackle them. Yeah, and there's even a joke in the team as well. If you want something to happen on the field, just pass to a guy in dreadlocks and you <laughs> will create opportunities for the guys next to him. So the other the other change in sevens that's been over the past year, of course, is the is the entry into the Olympics. Philip, how much of a difference does that make now that there's to to the game of sevens in general, now that there's that kind of carrot for people? Yes, I think over the last couple of years, um, sevens have has grown to, tremendously. Um, and I think um, with the announcement of the Olympic Games, I think uh, hun- almost 100 years back, it was part of the Olympic Games and now for the first time last year. And I think it gives um, smaller countries, or not smaller countries, but um, that's not so rich in rugby culture. Um, a, a country like Kenya give the opportunity to compete in Olympic Games and also be competitive there. I don't think they're maybe up there with 15s or a team um, like USA that's not up there in 15s, but they can be competitive in sevens. So I think it equals the ground. And it, this this season it showed like any union can or a, any country can, can can win a sevens tournament. Canada showed now, Scotland has shown now, and USA, USA have shown in the past. So I think that is nice. Um, so every country can compete for the Olympic Games and that's why I think the game is growing so fast. And this, um, the USA in particular over the last couple of years, Neil, have been interesting because, I mean, you look at you look at some of the players that they have, Perry Baker, I mean, they have some really good players now in those, in those teams. 
Yeah, I think, and like Philip said, I think um, a lot of countries out there that's got that Olympic Olympic culture that I think we sometimes lack in South Africa because we, we grew up with 15s and 15s World Cup and didn't really grow up with the Olympic culture because we weren't part of the Olympics for a long time. So they're putting a lot of effort and money into their programs and hoping to, to get a gold medal or a medal at the Olympics in, in Rugby 7s. And I think the other country that's actually doing well and putting a, a big effort in is actually Germany. Um, they just missed out on... Uh, 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 make, uh, getting a spot in the World Series, um, they lost against I think it was Spain in the in the final of that Repechage tournament that uh, would have gotten them into the into the World Series, and 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 that's America for you as well. I think they they got the athletes. Um, I just think they le- lack the experience, and the more they're going to play the game, the better they're going to get. And uh, yeah, then the other countries, including us, will will be in trouble. I think. <laughs> Well, that unfortunately is all we have time for and hopefully we'll have more opportunity to speak to you guys, maybe even individually or as a team at a later stage. Uh, but as you go around, you know, uh, showing off that uh, trophy proudly to the rest of the nation, we wish you well and thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you guys very much. And yeah, just a heads up to uh, the nation out there. Um, we just want to tell you the tickets for Cape Town is opening the 30th of June. So make sure you get your tickets. Cape Town is, is, is really busy that time of year. And thanks a lot for all your support. We really appreciate that.